You're listening to the Loyal Locals podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez, the communications director for the local supporter group. I am joined once again by Mr. Steve Brokoff, Mr. Drew Steck. This episode 10, we are in double digits, gentlemen. How are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Busy, man. Busy. How are you doing, Drew? Yeah, just just cutting through life. <laughs> uh, for those of you that can't see, we're actually uh, on camera. Eventually, hopefully, we can get this podcast on the camera so you guys can yeah, see great. us. But uh, Drew had, uh, had some scissors there. Cutting through life. Yeah, I'm playing with scissors. I was Caesars. making magnets that I've been neglecting to make. I talked about it like five podcasts ago. So whenever I do that. Yeah. We're trying some new technology out today. So if there's any sort of issues, we apologize. But uh, we're going to get through this, I, I promise. There's uh, there's a few things we need to talk about. We need to recap a not so terrible. I, I mean, I don't think it was that bad. 2-0 loss against Phoenix Rising. Once you kind of see what they did against... Galaxy 2, maybe we'll talk about that. And then... Today? Yeah, today, actually, as time of recording. And then also, we're going to, of course, preview the upcoming game against Reno 1868. Did I get those numbers right? Like, 1868? You did. Okay, good. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, You know, something we have... 1804, 1882. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something we haven't actually done uh, for a while, and I want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, the gentleman who played the song Steve who, who's this band <laughs> oh he's drawing oh, a blank no. Drew who's this band stupid, right? no <gasps> oh my god you guys really no. so this song is called my town and it is oh, by my a, town. it is by a band that is San Diego band, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, still, no? I'm going to let you guys kind of like marinate on that one for a little bit. Because you guys should know this. Buck as they, 09. As they, took me a minute, man. As they uh, really took, quickly type it into Google. <laughs> Sorry. I've been reading a lot of like 60s surf rock lately. So literally my head is filled with just like all these old surf band names that like all jumble together. So like anybody who falls into ska or surf band territory has gotten like railroaded recently. Sorry, yeah. Bucko Nine. Yeah, we might have a little bit of background music too as we play it. It might be a little gangster today. Uh, but yeah, shout out my, to my RAM is full of uh, the the might not the mighty mighty Boston's but the original Boston. Dude, mighty mighty Boston, such a good band. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but shout out to <laughs> Buck 09 who <laughs> is not only a fantastic band, they're also San Diegan, very much San Diegan. So they are. Yeah, uh, we d- just I just realized it took us ten episodes to actually properly give them a shout out. My bad. Yeah. Um, what, what is everybody drinking real quick before we get started? I am drinking Second Chance Tangerine Clouds, the Hazy IPA. Phenomenal beer. Yeah. That's a good beer to put in someone's fridge, I've heard. Um, the Seize the IPA is what I'm drinking. Nice, Second Chance. From Second Chance, yeah. Nice. Um, I'm going today with a, a club sponsor. I'm going with Stone. Uh, I have an Arrogant yeah. Bastard. Nice. I'm gonna go I ahead. love the arrogant bastard. Not everyone does, and that's no. what they tell you on the can. They yeah. say if you can't handle it, just don't. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite cups of all time. It's actually starting to lose its uh, the the patina on it. It's uh, it's getting oh. kind of wanky. But the uh, I have an actual arrogant bastard elk 
glass that I'm going to use wow. uh, because I like to, you know, be proper. So cheers, everybody. That's, proper that's right. Uh, shout out to uh, Stone, but cheers, everybody. All right. That sound. I know, right? It's the best sound ever. Um, no, but again, we have a lot to cover. Um, oh, man, this can is broken. It's spilling all over my shorts. Okay. Oh. That's not good. <laughs> my wife's going to be like, where have you been? <laughs> the garage? It smells like you were at the bar down the street. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, Phoenix Rising. Can dance. There you go. Yeah. So check this out, Phoenix Rising. Let's just jump right into it. So the, we we knew that this was going to be a tough task for the boys going into this. I think if you listen to our podcast, we pretty much all agreed that this was going to be the, the most difficult, uh, you know, the most difficult game up to this point for San Diego Loyal. Uh, Drew, you have a little bit more, I think, uh, of a adversary view of Phoenix. You kind of understand. That there's a there's definitely some negativity uh, when it comes to Phoenix because those dudes are kind of ruthless, right? There's there's two sides to it. I think one of it is that their fan base specifically um, hold, like, takes no prisoners. They've been very effusive to even to Mexico's startup in the last you know last season pre- previous to ours. So it's no surprise that being even closer to us. And having a more adversarial relationship in our everyday lives, that um, I think that they view us more as a plastic, uh, whatever club in their eyes that you know is whatever when they've not existed for more than ten years themselves. So I think it's always funny to kind of look and take the plank out of your own eye before you judge somebody else, for sure. <laughs> and I think like uh, Phoenix is not a club that's quick to do that. Uh, from a fan-based perspective, which always kind of fans the flame, if you will, of the Phoenix. Um, but if you hey. if you look at kind of our growing up and just history as children, dealing with zonies, uh, it comes as no surprise. There's just a lot of strong feelings when it comes to them being a kind of not cancer on society. That's a strong word. Uh, I'm not going to use that term. That's that's mean in 2020. But to you, but you kind of just did, though. Humans. No, I'll say that they're more like... <laughs> They're more like a a bacteria, uh, um, maybe a barnacle, um, but maybe they're like a, one of those fish that come and clean your teeth that like clean the other fish. Like maybe they're that fish, but that sounds more like no, that's they're more like a barnacle. I think that's kind of it. They they show up on our beaches. You have to scrub them off every year. <laughs> and, Steve, just so you uh, know, um, and well, sorry, Drew, to, to interrupt, but Steve, um, just for you and I, I'm gonna be playing some like gangster music. While Drew talks, because this is pretty gangster, what he's saying right now. He's just, I'm he's just, he's just being rough. And I'm just, there's, there's nothing but truth in here. I think that <laughs> Phoenix, to me, has for a number of years represented this kind of antithesis of San Diego in a way that is completely, as they judge us for being what we are as Californians, um, completely fabricated in the desert, right? Like it wouldn't exist. Like, why would you live in the middle of nothing when you could live next to a bunch of stuff? It's like, it's a very different choice as a human being right so i think as people we're just very different people right Uh if you choose to live one place versus the other if you're made from one place or the other geographically personally one's very flat even though it's got mountains but like generally as a geography it's very flat as a region um where people live 
So it's just a very different kind of lifestyle, I think, even though we're very similar in a lot of ways, we're very different um, in terms of how we choose to live. And so because of that, there's just an inherent difference to the culture. And for me, it's always like uh, losing or just kind of in any way giving anything to Phoenix feels like, uh, what are we doing? You know, like <laughs> we got to we got to be one up or, or one better. And when they have it, a world class um, USL team, you know, in terms of top of the league, they're the, uh, they're highly ranked and all these superpower rankings, Darren Smith won't stop talking about. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like we should, we should take a dagger Arya Stark style to their night King, you know, like that's how I feel. We're the Arya Stark that will eventually take them down when they least see it coming. But this hurt for sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. And it was very well put by the way, I believe it was, uh, Boss man. I'm Craig, done ranting. Craig yeah, Elston said something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing probably, but he said something like, the best thing about playing against Arizona is at the end of the day, we don't live there. Like, that kind of that kind of tells you everything exactly. you need to know. <laughs> we get to come home to here at the end of the day. Yeah. And the heat and, uh, is much less, right? And I'm going to chime in and say uh, to all of our members that may have been from Arizona or live in Arizona, none of that applies to you. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> we love you. We are talking about opinion. only Phoenix Rising supporters. All one, all one of you, <laughs> member in but Arizona. But if they do, do choose to live here or move to Arizona, they know what I'm talking about. And it's not a bad thing. It's just different, right? It's just choices yeah. that people make. And I think it's really interesting and that plays out in terms of like how we emote and how we choose to carry ourselves. I think it's really interesting. But For it's sure. also, yeah, it's like a, it's something that rises within me um, every time that I see their logo. Uh, if if that's fair, so crest. Real, yeah, logo. Uh, ours is a crest. So I mean, they have a, they have a, they have a soccer ball. Come on, uh, <laughs> you don't do that. Two zero. All right. Uh, first goal in the twenty sixth minute by Junior Flemings, assisted by John Baquero. Baquero. I don't know why I said Baquero. That's weird. Uh, and then uh, in the fifty ninth minute, Darnell King, no assist there. What a goal! I mean, you can't really. God, you can't hate on that first goal, man. What a that first goal is of is a uh, goal. that is an incredible goal. There's nothing anybody could have done to stop it. No, um, nothing. I mean, you you some of the some of the criticism you see is like, oh, well, the defender's too far back. Well, the defender commits, and then they're giving up space behind him. So you don't expect them to shoot from 30, 32, 33 yards out and just hit a stunner. It's something you expect. So somebody's like know. somebody racing on your street, Steve. What is that? <laughs> Somebody is racing on my street, I guess. Jeez. Does not happen often here, but, you know. Steve lives in the, the racing. The racing streets of Vista, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, man. <laughs> but really, though. Do you know uh, Ben Diesel, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> my buddy, my homie. Okay. I'm going to send him a Oh, he's also Groot, by the way. That's kind of weird. Uh, um, I am Drew. <laughs> I am but the really, you can't do anything about that goal. You just can't. You can't do anything about that goal. So, nah. uh, that's a one-zero down pretty early from a wonder goal. Um, no, dude, we're just gonna they, be playing. I don't know if anybody's like getting this, but we're just gonna be blasting, not blasting, blasting softly in the background, Doctor Dre, the entire episode, just because for whatever <laughs> reason it's on my YouTube right now. <sighs> All right, moving on. We forgot about W's. <laughs> uh, it's been a little bit, man. 
What a bummer. Okay, I think, so I think I think this week we'll get to it, but uh, we have a chance. So it feels like we've got a our stock ticker to look up. So it is kind of a down point, but we're reflecting forward, right? Yes, and we are due for a win. Uh, the last five have yes. last five games: win, loss, win, draw, loss. Uh, so I think we're due for a win. Yep, and, I think uh, so too. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, looking again at these uh, at these stats. Which, by the way, I mean, do we give him a shout out for giving us access to this stuff, Steve? Because, geez, man, this is crazy. Why not? He does numbers. great work. He's a good human. He's a fantastic human. Uh, we have to give a huge shout out to Cesar. Cesar. Dude, my. I don't know what is. Um, this arrogant bastard is fantastic. Cesar Hernandez. <laughs> Cesar H. At Cesar H. Football. Football. On Twitter. Go ahead and go follow him. Uh, fantastic, fantastic work from that gentleman. He's got a check mark. He's legit. He is legit. He has a he has a check mark. Wait a minute. Yeah. <gasps> verified. He does he's verified? Mm -hmm. So uh, he gave us access to some stats, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's craziness uh, to look at some of these numbers, and you, you you look at this, and we absolutely did better than I thought originally if you're looking at this game you don't think we did as good as we actually did which uh, yeah i mean is good. i mean to talk to the game a little bit i mean they got that goal before that i think it was i mean being honest they dominated on the ball they dominated you know when we had the ball um as far as defending goes we didn't have too many opportunities the one goal that did go in the back of the net was disallowed for some goalie interference or some stuff like that um but you know they're a phenomenal team. Uh, Junior Flemings is an incredible player. May just very well end up being the MVP of the of the season um, for how it's going, and you know some of the national conversations that are happening. Solomon Asante, last year leading scorer. I mean, those guys are good. They're very good at what they do. They're very uh, they press even in the 106 heat. They control the ball. Um, you look at some of the XG stats, and man, they just they're. When you break it down, you got to tip your hat, and uh, they played yeah. well. You got to um, do but it. But I will also say, I will also say, I think we didn't play terrible. You know, we took toe to toe. We had chances. We 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 had some possession. We, um, you know, we had some opportunities going forward. Metcalf again, I think, had a phenomenal game. Um, Colin Martin was fired up. He got that yellow card pretty early, and then he got subbed off at halftime. I think that was kind of preventative and pretty smart. On I'd love to see part. that too. That yeah, was, that was sure. a lot of, that was good fire from him. I, I think that right. there's been him being very tactical. You can see his mind working on a lot of plays and it seemed like his uh, feet and his heart and his head were all kind of aligned in those minutes. You know, it wasn't, wasn't the greatest, you know, game, unfortunately for the entire team, just the 11 weren't where we wanted them to be, but he, he was where he needed to be, I think in a lot of ways, which is good to see. Yes. And I mean, this game we saw, we saw Francis start, which, you know, kind of backing up to the starting lineup. Um, it was a different different look. Um, Fenlison, stone goal. Um, same back line, same midfield. The only change was um, Spencer off to start the game, and Francis was on. And I think we talked about this either last week or the week before, but, um, you know, those are two similar players, and I think they're still trying to figure out their front line, their attack, because there's the production still isn't there. I mean, there were, there were some chances... In this game, there were certainly fewer than there had been before. Um, I think Phoenix just they played well. And uh, 
but I'm glad that they're tinkering and I'm glad that, you know, the coaching staff is, is doing what they can to try to produce some goals out of this club. Um, looking forward to seeing what happens against Reno this, this upcoming weekend. We'll see. Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things that we as supporters maybe don't really realize is that at the end of the day, I mean, the stats are the stats and they matter somewhat. I think they matters more to the club than it maybe matters to us as fans. But if you're mm-hmm. looking at some of these stats, they're they're kind of telling in a way, right? So you're looking at the last few games. I mean, obviously, we dominate as far as possession goes. In this game, it wasn't quite the case, right? We, we did 48 to 52, not a big difference, which is awesome, especially against a team that is very much about possession like, like Phoenix Rising. But if you're looking at these numbers, we didn't really do with possession what we are used to doing. And again, at the end of the day, the numbers are what they are, but it doesn't necessarily mean that because we had the most possession, we should be winning the games. Uh, 52% again to 48. And then you're looking at shots, 23 for Phoenix, 13 for loyal. However, percentage wise, they had eight on target. We had five out of the 13. So our, you know, our accuracy may not be there, but however, we did take... Actually, to me, it seems like 13 shots is a lot better than what we've been doing in the past. Or am I mistaken? It just feels like it's a lot more than what I'm used to seeing in stats. So that's pretty good. Um, And then you're looking at, uh, you know, our defense as well. Uh, We had most interceptions, most clearances. Uh, we We had least passes allowed. Per defensive action, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, you're looking at duels. We won 43% of it. Unfortunately, Phoenix Rising did win more, 57%. Uh, but if you're looking at some of these numbers again, it's just it's really nice to see that we played as well as we did. I think our first half against Phoenix Rising was probably the best half I've ever seen out of our club in a while. I think I think we shut down Flemings besides that incredible goal. And uh, looking at especially one of the stats that we threw in the the chat here specifically, you have a Martin, right? Like his side that he was covering and kind of Fleming's. It seems like after, and and I've got the game running in the background here, by the way, after he scored, it was kind of like he he didn't disappear, but he was very much nullified. He would get the ball. He'd find space. Obviously, they had openings and almost could have made it three or four at certain points, but he really was much less... um, you know, a force and Elijah was able to find ways to pick the ball around him as well. So it does seem like there was a lot of good kind of stri- strategic game planning on trying to nullify their best places. We just didn't get enough chances, as you said, or didn't do with the ball what we wanted when we had it, I think. But it, there is some really good spots to look at of like, oh, if this, you know, this building block connects to a finishing building block, that's how you beat a team like Phoenix, right? And so. We have two more shots, I think, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Why? It gives you... <laughs> right? So we're going to talk about this a lot, I think, but it's a lot to dissect from this game that you can pick apart and find different individual performances that were really impressive, um, you know, that that were much better than what we've seen. They just don't show up when you don't, you know, you're looking at your next zero points in two matches, right? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, hearing those, hearing the stats in the second, the second goal, I, I guess I hadn't reviewed stuff too much before we started recording. But uh, that goal in the 59th minute, 59th minute, it's it's just from my memory, it seemed to be later than that. Because um, yeah. after that goal kind of went in, it's it, 
I don't know. It just seemed like the game happened so fast after that. Um, and that second goal, I mean, the ball kind of dinked around that, our, our own box a little too long. Um, I think Emmer really had to clear the ball. Instead, he kind of toe-poked it to the top of the box, which just set up such a rocket of a shot um, that obviously beat Fenless, and you can't really do anything about that either. But um, it is what it is, you know. Um, I think if we if we clear that ball, we might have a chance to get back in that game, you know, tie it up 1-1, come up with a point. That second goal just, I think, really kind of killed things, and things happened pretty fast after that, it seems to me at least. Yo, well, one of the things that we need to be worrying about as a club is our finishing. And I think we mentioned yeah. it now a couple of times in this podcast. And, I mean, if you look at the top scores for Phoenix Rising and then look at the top scores for San Diego Loyal, it's a very telling story. You have Junior Flemings, right? He is nine goals in in the 2020 season. Nine goals. Our top wow, scorer. unreal. You guys know who our top scorer is? Francis. Yes. Yeah, Francis Atuahene with two goals. Those are both from the Tacoma game. Yeah. Uh, And then, so here's the thing. Phoenix Rising, second best goal scorer is uh, Dadasov. Dadasov. I don't know how you say it. Five goals. Tied with Asante. Five goals. Five goals, yeah. Our second, our second, third, fourth, fifth are all tied with one goal. Charlie Adams. Raul Parra, which, by the way, we need to talk about uh, yes. Tumi Mushobane and Grant Stoneman, all with one. So that's very telling in comparison Grant with Phoenix Rising and San Diego Lloyd. Actually, What's that? Grant could have had two, but yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, yeah. It, it, so it is, it's tough, but there was a lot to build on. But I, as you say, this is the class. This is, they have goal scoring machines, machines. Um, Machinas. Machinas de uh, Golas, Golasos, uh, Golasos, uh, in Fleming's case for sure. Um, so it is, it's tough. And watching this back, they really tried to guys could hurt us. Asante probably was the most open because he is just perennially the most dangerous on their team and the best player on their team uh, perennially. So. Uh, it's tough to see. he's like Landon, uh, you know, was probably back in the day to other teams. He's, he's impossible to try and game plan against. Um, but it seems like they did a pretty good job of having a good idea and not having Greenspan and not having um, Mr. Para. Um, you know, these kind of things revise your arsenal, uh, for lack of a term that wants to make me throw up in my mouth when I utter it. Um, you know, it is something that we just didn't have the ability to pull from. We just didn't have the, the depth, right? Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, you think about some chances. I think we had some early too. You know, we had a chance to maybe not before the um, the Fleming's goal, but I think between that and halftime, we had a couple chances that could have maybe gone in. I mean, Jerry thinking over the stats, he said five shots on goal. If one of those goes in, you know, between that goal and half, you go in one, one and a half. It's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, so it goes back to finishing and it goes back to Irvin Para, you know, now um, injured surgery out five weeks at least. Um, I think he said six weeks left in the season. So I think we need to be looking for free agents or making a trade or somebody on loan or something because, man, we are just not producing yeah. on offense. We, we are not putting the ball in the back end of the goal. And I think, and it, uh, yeah, and that, that's a fair point. You know, we haven't seen too much of him. He got his debut. We should talk about that. But my point is, that, you know, there shouldn't be taken. We shouldn't take too much away from the Phoenix game. That shouldn't be like, oh, my God, we didn't score against Phoenix. Like, 
it's it's not surprising. They're no. I think I've pra- I've I've praised them enough, and I will no longer do so. But my point is, um, they're a good team, and we need to um, we still need to score. We need to put our chances away, regardless of the opponent. Well, and um, I don't think we did. You know, but we need we need to be looking for somebody who can. Um, and we are, you know yes. we signed Spencer to fill some of that. Um, if he's the guy, great. If Francis and Toomey can can work, great. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how things go, and if we sign somebody else, how they integrate in as quickly as possible. Are we are we being too tough on Ben Spencer? You know, that's a question that maybe we can post to our listeners: is reach out and, and let us know because I just don't feel like Ben is doing what he's supposed to, what he was expected to do. By he was yeah. better. He was better in this Arizona. game. I think he was. He gets sure. higher marks from me. He only Something. had twenty nine minutes, but he didn't touch the ball a lot. But when he did, he looked good. He looked more dangerous. He was in the positions I wanted him to be in. But yeah, it's it is tough because his job was to be a goal machine, to be a ninety nine in some ways, right? That was his his job was to not be a nine, but be a ninety nine. Somebody who gets out there, rustles up, kind of gets in the face of the keeper, is tall, wants to make it be an imposing force on goal kicks and stuff like that. Are or clearances and it's I haven't seen that, but it's uh, at, Mr. Ashley Nazira when he was on uh, was very much um, that force, and I enjoyed watching every minute of him playing. Yep. So I would very much, and I'm sure a lot of Mauritians out there also um, not Martians but Mauritians. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mauritian, um, the uh, 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 Martian, Martian. Uh, Mar- uh, 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 oh, you have. I don't know why yeah. there's a little bit of like a like a DJ like boop boop burn burn burn. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> whenever I try and go for a voice, it just goes. Nuts. But weird. yeah, there I I love watching that. That was fantastic to see somebody get after it. So more I mean, of that from anybody. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I mentioned Jerry, that on this podcast. I was gonna by say the way. Jerry called it. I'm and... not gonna say that I called it, but I definitely called it. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna say Jerry called it. So I was also very happy to see Ashley uh, come on and play. Also, keep in mind. Uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Ben also subbed in to the game? He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. So, he, was a, he was a sub at uh, 61 or 62 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, yes, he didn't get as much playtime. But here's the thing is I think that's there's a reason for that, right? And and again, with when Ashley Nazira, uh, he, what, he got a yellow? That was not a yellow. He got He had ball. He hit ball. I don't yeah, understand yeah, where that yeah. came from. I don't think that was a yellow yeah. whatsoever for him. He was working his butt off. There was only so much that he could do. I can tell and see that he definitely wants to play. He has that hunger. It's going to be great to see. If you're looking at the home table and away table right now, Phoenix Rising is at top of the home table with four matches played at home, 100% wins at home. We are 100% away, believe it or not. Interesting. So two games played away. This game, is it in Reno or is it here in San Diego? It is here in San Diego. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not saying. <laughs> but, you know, it's, again, I don't look too much into stats, but it's sometimes it's fun to, to go through some of these things. Phoenix Rising sure. is absolutely the best of the league, the entire league. These guys are just fantastic. And if you're looking at, uh, again, looking at stats, I mean, we're, we're pretty even at the half, at the half point uh, during this game. So I was pretty proud of Loyal being able to hold their own against what seems to be the 
you know, the Bayern Munich of USL. So <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty good to see that. Uh, I, I, th I think that we have a lot of growing to do still. I don't think that there was much more that we could, uh, you know, we, we can't, as supporters, I feel like we can't really just expect them to win every single game. We have to be realistic. But at the same time, also push them to hopefully be better. Uh, and, and it's a bummer because, as we heard, you know, Irvin Parra is going to be out for about five weeks, which pretty much takes him out completely out of this, this season uh, with a knee surgery that uh, just happened. So that's tough. Uh, we lose somebody up front that, at, at the end of the day, was somewhat somewhat of a, a reliever, right? At the end of the, the game, the, he would come in and, and kind of give us that extra push, and we're not going to yep. have that. I don't think we have that player in anybody else right now. I think if he was fully healthy, he'd probably be starting some of these games too. So it's tough because he was just, even if you look at just rotation-wise with the strikers we had at top, just to give fresh legs, um, you know, but beyond that, being a proven goal scorer in this conference, somebody who knows these teams, knows how to score against, nick a goal against Phoenix because he knows this guy's got a weak left foot or whatever. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I think he knows that he's got that kind of KG mentality that he's proven. But, um, you know, especially ha having to play for a team like Vegas that didn't support him, I think, as much as he wanted and having a team now that believes in him really wanted to play for us uh it's heartbreaking i'm sure for him in some some regards but again everything happens for a reason in this weird ass season uh so yeah. I, I think that hopefully this means he comes back stronger uh and is somebody who can produce for us in the future and, and have a future with us but um it is it is kind of the nature of usl that these things kind of run on and and again i i think he's a great player and i really hope that he comes to produce for us so it's it's tough but um you know, he, he, we want to do everything we can to wish him well. So anybody who uh, is friends with him on social media or follows his stuff, or if you haven't, um, he does respond. He's really good about reaching back out. So uh, please do let him know that we're thinking of him because it is uh, very, I'm sure, devastating when your body can't do what you want it to. And that's simply what you do for a living. So, um, you know, let him know because it's it, we really uh, I'm going to have a few memories from him for the rest of my life already. So. You know, you he's go. he's somebody's always important to us. God, that header goal, man. That's yeah, I was a big that. one. I'm, I'm, him flying through space, Oof. you know, Superman and, and winning that game. You know, it's you can see the time. I didn't think we'd ever win. Um, so that that to me is always something that I'll cherish. So it's like even if nothing else ever happens, you know, we've always got that. But I pray for many more uh, happy returns for Mr. Para. I agree. Uh, we're currently in 10th place of the entire championship. Just so you guys know, that's not too bad, man. Yeah, that's not too bad. So we're about two games behind. If you're looking at the table with seven games played, the Tampa Bay Rowdies are up top with 17 points. Uh, that's pretty. They've been around for multiple good. decades, as Glenn uh -huh. reminds me all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Glenn. Uh, uh, Indy 11 in, uh, with 16 points. Uh, Legion, Birmingham Legion, with 14, tied with San Antonio. Uh, Phoenix Rising following suit with 13. And you have Pittsburgh and, believe it or not, Reno 1868, along with Hartford Athletic with 12 points and Sacramento Republic. So there's a, a little bit of a four-way tie there uh, for whatever place that is. And then right directly below Sacramento Republic, San Diego Loyal comes in with 11 points. So not too bad, man. We We are... In front of New Mexico United, 
Wow. Orange County still because they've only played four games. By the way, yeah. we're three games ahead, so that's a little, it's a little rough. Uh, you know, but Louisville yeah, City, Louisville City has not been doing all that great. Six games played, only seven points. Uh, I mean, this is a returning champs, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have you know teams like Atlanta United too, who people would expect to be doing a lot better. Only five points with eight games played. Uh, so I mean, there's. There's still a lot to be proud of so far. Yep. Is there anything that we want to add before we move on to what will be Reno 1868? One one more thing about Phoenix. So why do we think the league added them to our group at the last minute? Ooh, that's a great question. Because we know now, we know that that's fact now. Uh, Nate, I think, said it openly somewhere. Um, So... They were added within like the last week. They thought it would just be us, Vegas, Orange County, uh, and LA Galaxy 2. And so I think that was always a tough group because LA Galaxy 2 and uh, OC are both you know pretty good teams. OC obviously really good, and, and LA Galaxy 2 is no slump. So it was never going to be easy, but now it's like a group of death situation. So like, what do you think was their head space? Like geography? Or do you think that it was like, oh, this is just going to be better television? Because I think it was one or the other, but to me, I think it was the second. Because I think they already were thinking geography and trying to get Phoenix into that mix with Colorado Springs and um, uh, New Mexico and kind of that more mountainous region. But then switching them over to the West Coast felt more like, okay, we'll get them against Phoenix, against uh, San Diego, we'll get them against Orange County. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you. I think it's probably the second. It makes it makes perfect sense to me that the league wants to, you know, make the games exciting and make them more fun to watch. And if if I mean, if you're facing off against, like you said, like Colorado Springs or whatever. Uh, yeah, for Phoenix, that's not really Fe- exciting because I mean, they're the class of exciting. the league. You want them going against better teams, you know, uh, no. steel against steel kind of right. So I I can yeah. see that, but it's like we're unfortunately the other steel. The the less the smaller baby steel in this equation. Yeah, let's, and let's not uh let's not um hide under the rug that we just played probably two of the best teams in USL. We played Orange County and Phoenix and yeah. I mean those guys both in our group, you know, both were always gonna be challenging to, to overcome them for the playoffs and um <sighs> they both played good games and we took the L's in both. Hey um, Steve, how does and, it feel to be on the other side of the Dos Acero? <laughs> 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 it's tough. Let's bring man. national teams into club stuff. I'm sorry, I had to. It just sucks, dude. I don't like it, but yeah, I understand it. The worst scoreline, yeah. It's but tough, I mean, dude. I understand it. it, it like it you feels said, like you could fight your way in, but you're still on the outside, <laughs> right? It is. It is a tough scoreline. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're absolutely right. We just faced two of the best teams in this league with Orange yeah. County, with uh, Phoenix Rising, lost two zero. Which, by the way, we have to mention this, Steve. Oh, uh, today, at a time of recording, earlier, I should mention, Phoenix Rising faced off against Galaxy 2. What was the mm-hmm. scoreline again? Uh, was it 4-0? 4-0 or 4-1. I'm sorry. I think they might have gotten one in. But, Did they? Like, it, come they on. They went Bayern on them. And it could have been 8. That's so, true. Yeah, it's they're, they're that <laughs> good. And Orange County is a bunch of mercenaries who never played in front of fans. So they're right at home. So really it is one of those situations that is always going to be 
you know, difficult in this bubble. But I do think another interesting equation as we're coming back home here is do, do teams play better on the road in this situation because it's easier to get up for a game, right? So obviously better teams play, you know, better at home like Phoenix, but do you actually, like our team seems to play a little bit better on the road due to the fact that it's less of like going through the same groundhog day every day, you know, in your house, going to practice, not going anywhere. And then, you know, Oh wait, now I'm going to the, going to Torero instead of going to, Chula Vista and we're going to have a game tonight, right? Like that's the difference is just maybe your meal plan versus. I just think it's such a weird season that everything's on, you know, out the door. You have no home yeah. field advantage. You, you, you know, traveling is different. Exactly. Uh, you mask. You're traveling the day before, you're traveling the day of, depending on how far it is. You know, protocols are all different. Um, I think home and away is such a weird, unique I even, I mean, I think the only real thing with with home field advantage would be exactly what we saw last weekend in Phoenix. They played in what 106, 107 degree weather. Maybe that, yeah. Phoenix, Element. Phoenix, they train in that, and as much as you can discount and say, well, they're playing in the same weather. There's training, there's acclimation, that kind of stuff. Where you know our players are training in San Diego, it's a different climate. Not not used to the heat. Steve, 107 at 7:30 p.m. I know. Let's just ver- okay. Let's just make sure that you guys understand that. Isn't and that well, yes, but let me bring it back to what Craig Austin said. At the end of the day, when we play Arizona, the only good thing that comes from that is knowing that we don't live in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Listen, 107 at 7.30 p.m. at night, literally, I think I tweeted out, like, whose bright idea was it to wear the blacks? Uh, you know, but we I, joke when Santee's like in the high 90s. We're like, oh, look at you guys. You know, oh, it's so hot out there. And yeah, it's 107 when it's been dark for an hour. It's different. Uh, we were, yeah. uh, I was working in uh, Hamul. It was 99 degrees during the day. Ooh. I Ooh. actually, I, I swear, and I, it wasn't like, I'm not a doctor, but I promise you, I'm pretty sure I know what I had. I got home and I had this huge headache. I've been drinking water all day, and still, I think I got a one of those dehydra- dehydration headaches. It was so bad. Mm. It was so bad. So, anyways, what's the hottest, is that the hottest you've ever been in your life? Was that it? 126. What? 126 yeah. in El Centro. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, I mean, oh I mean, that's special. Imagine running. What? How many miles do these guys run in a game? I don't know what the stats are, but it's just some. Stupid number, like it's just ridiculous. Some seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, eight miles, something like that. Some of them. I, like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but no, some of the sure. distance covered numbers are absurd. It's yeah. more than that, Steve. It's crazy. Yeah. The yeah. hottest I've ever felt in my life, and probably one of the highest temps, was 105 degrees in Arkansas, and it was 90, like five percent humidity, 96 percent humidity. Yuck. And the cicada were breeding, um, so you just hear this like deafening roar of bugs doing it um all the time <laughs> and uh if you just hear if you ever hear cicada breeding it's that thing that you hear in the south when they go outside and they're filming outside and it's just like sounds like somebody like put the wrong electrical into the socket it's just like nee. it's actually like, it sounds pretty like a buzzing. cool it's, it's really cool, cool but it's it's cool but it's also just deafening so it's just like something okay. where um yeah it's it's a really weird time to be there but yeah just the heat was just immense like in that in that river delta and the mississippi river delta it's just something else man it's like going to a different continent a little bit in terms of the humidity for sure yeah. um that's the hottest i ever been steve um 
Otherwise, I, in Arizona, a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it sucks. I was traveling. I've had traveled to Phoenix slash Tempe a lot in my work career um, over the past several years. Um, but most of the time, that's in an office or in a lab, which is air conditioned. I will say, I think the hottest I've ever been was I traveled to Nashville for uh, a U.S. national team game, and uh, uh, standing in the, the American Outlaw section was directly in the sun. Yeah. for the entire match and it was the middle of july and it was um i think that was probably the hottest I've ever been. Wow. it was at least 100 that day the hot humidity was up and we were in the sun the whole game yeah and it was uh that was rough you you're uh Drew, you mentioned cicadas it i was actually right around actually this time maybe a little bit uh maybe more in like july i was in uh i was in arizona i was in sedona and Sedona has like a large amount of cicadas that come in, and it was like you said, definitely. It's really, really cool. Uh, but if anybody's not experienced that, you don't know until you've actually been there, and you're like, "What in the world is in those trees? And are they gonna what attack me right now?" Me? And then so you'll like weird. walk on the field. There was so many of them. You would walk on the field, and you would just hear crunching, oh. crunching. They, that, that was the, one of their regional birthplaces was like literally the town where we were staying That's and it was crazy. one of the, like the it was we were doing kind of a trip to help like uh habitat for humanity help rebuild houses do stuff for people can't paint their houses out in 105 degree heat uh it was like man like yeah it was there's a picture of me just like with a white paint like kind of on my face with the um thermometer on my lap with the humidity and it's just like i look like i'm a zombie uh, or a zoni if you will uh, <laughs> uh, being with a life sucked out of me. Yeah. But, uh, I was going to do that, but I was going to say on to Reno. Yes. On to Reno. Moving forward. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. So speaking of, speaking of a few hard games we just had, um, Reno is top of group A. Yeah. So there's uh, no letting up here. <clears throat> so big challenge. Let's talk about uh, their most recent games. Uh, they just faced off uh, four days ago as of recording against Portland Timbers. Timbers 2. 5-2. Uh, so, I mean, put quite a few in the back of the net against Portland. Uh, Portland, not the greatest of teams, to be fair. However, uh, they did uh, beat Tacoma. They beat uh, Portland 2, actually. Again, they had another game against them. Uh, they, for so whatever two, reason, they, they haven't been able to beat Sacramento. That's pretty interesting. Uh, two 1-0 losses. 2-1-0 like. no, losses, correct. And then, I mean, I just have to uh, remind everybody, we did face off against them in the preseason to a 4-2 win. And what a game that was. That was fun, man. February 29th. That was exciting. Ooh, what a game. We were all at, uh, I believe the three of us were at Stone, right? For that game. Absolutely. I think so, yeah. And that was the game where they said uh, free five-ounce tasers for every goal. That <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Stone for that one. They did not make that Shout mistake the next Stone. game. I tried to give an interview to uh, John Croft that day. <laughs> I think that never made it into any final edit. So um, thanks, John Cross. But yeah, that's that's what happened that day. We we tried. It did not go well. But there's lots of good work John Cross puts out. Shout out John Cross. John has John. probably he has probably the the largest amount of like blackmail material on all of us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
John, please send me Drew's footage, but send none of my drunk interviews. I'm wondering if it was a sound issue or if it was a coherence issue. That's my question. Isn't that (laughs) one just the the sound in that room was impossible, or was it just after that many tasters, we were uh, just not a good interview? It's one in the same, Drew. It's one in the same. It's an audio issue. It was me and somebody else. I won't out them, but they can out themselves. Oh man, Uh, pair of goals from Corey Hitz. Uh, Herzog in the last game. By the way, Herzog is who we need to be worrying about. That is their main man. Uh, Reno did come back. I mean, they were tra- trailing 3-0 at one point against us during that game and brought it back. And we ended up, of course, on, on the top 4-2 uh, with less than five minutes into the second half. Herzog gets a penalty, makes it 3-2, makes it more exciting. Uh, however... We ended up bringing it to the 4-2. I mean, it was an exciting game. I think this game is going to be very uh, very fun to watch. One of the things they uh, they made a big deal about was uh, it was Landon Donovan against uh, their coach, right? What was the connection there? Was it San Jose? Earthquakes? If I'm not mistaken. The, the... That oh, was yeah. the connection that for the new coach with lights. Oh, with lights. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. You're correct. Landon is but, uh, like too many dragons. It's kind of like, I feel yeah. bad for Landon. He has Landon's a connection with like, everybody. When did, when did I play for this? When did I play with this guy? You know? Oh, that's right. <laughs> when I was on loan with Everton. I, I forgot. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's when you have a career like his, I feel really, you know, it's like there's so many people that they can draw in, which always makes it interesting again for the TV and, and that kind of stuff. But I forget exactly what it was, but it was an old um either playing against or playing with so at some point so just just a heads up yes i was actually not completely wrong ian russell uh is yes. uh, so san jose earthquakes uh 2000 to 2005 was his senior career uh he yeah. played in the galaxy with 2007 and then uh he managed the earthquakes as an assistant mm-hmm. between 2008 uh. and 2016 and then he was an interim coach uh 2014 uh so there you go so there's a, a quite a bit of a connection there with Landon Donovan. Cool. I mean, I don't think he really cares. Donovan, at the end of the day, he's going to nervously sip on his bottle of water uh, every <laughs> single day. And actually, and actually <laughs> wear his mask properly when he wants to. When he's yelling, he doesn't. Can we talk real quick? I We got over Phoenix. But can we just talk real quick about their manager and how he – his nose. He doesn't <laughs> – he doesn't put his mask. He like either don't wear it, just take it off entirely. I'm okay with that. But he wears it over his mouth with his big ass, <sighs> big nose. It's a large nose, and as a man with a large nose, I know one when I see one. He's got a large nose that just is like protruding right out of the mask, hanging out like a thing out of his pants. You know, Whoa. it is it is obscene to look at on TV. Cause you're just like, man, just don't wear the mat. Like some, some managers just like pep or whoever, like the manager's allowed not to wear a mask and everybody else is advised to wear a mask on the sideline. That is the, the goal. Most teams comply fully and do a pretty good job. Some, you know, look better than others. Ours is a great job. And I think most of our coaching staff is trying to set the right example, even if they do mostly commingle in their space. So that for me, man, that guy, just like keep your nose in your mask, but Landon, doing a great job side note i think he set a great example and mainly like trying to wear it the whole game which i think is really admirable for trying to yell <laughs> but he said he doesn't like people to see what he's saying so i think that's maybe the advantage you get going for you 
uh, wearing one of those masks. Side detour, Drew's random thought for the episode. Continue. Uh, my, real quick, my random thought that has nothing to do at all whatsoever with what we're talking about. Um, please don't be homophobic while you are a broadcaster. Uh, please do not do uh, that. Red's broadcaster, Tom Brenneman, was suspended uh, for that. Oh, he so, was? Good. Yes, he has been suspended officially. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Baseball's been fun recently, which is weird for me to say because I do not watch baseball whatsoever. No, but um, it's been entertaining. My yeah. goodness, it's been entertaining. So it, it's good to have Just going to shout out Manny Machado for the walk-off Grand Slam. That was great. Gonna, That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to put this out there. It is great to have sports back, man. It is so good to have them back. Uh, it's MLS, by the way, making their way back into the scene. Uh, the, if you guys aren't playing uh, the uh, Fantasy League, I would do that. MLS is fun because it's unpredictable. Very much like USL, man, just to kind of bring it back to USL. We know yeah. 1868 FC. Uh I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Subsidiary for San Jose, tying it back to MLS, bringing the transition full. I was, yeah, I was going to say, but I don't like them, but their jerseys are great, man. I love those jerseys. They do jerseys. have cool jerseys, yeah. I don't, hate their, I don't hate their style. Their style's cool. Yeah. Even yeah. their little Just baseball that. stadium's great, actually, in Reno. It's a great little downtown stadium. Home of the Reno Aces. Yeah, great little team. Little team. They're a good but team. We will, is that second, so we'll is see. That I mean, second uh, is that minors? Yeah, minor yeah. league baseball. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Man. Car museum nearby. Yeah. Great place. I'm looking forward to seeing how the team responds to two losses to two good teams. I mean, we have another team, another good team coming up. We obviously have a scoring problem. How are we gonna? How are we gonna do this? We're gonna play the same lineup. See if Francis and Toomey can put one in against you know again another good team. Um, because Jerry, I think you, you you said it earlier. Are we being too harsh on Spencer? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's getting the job done right now. Even though um, he did play for Phoenix last year and he did score for Phoenix last year and he does have a track record, track record of scoring in USL, but at the same time he's not getting it done this year, um, so we have to do something. We have to switch it up. Um, so I I hope to see Francis and Toomey again up top. Um, maybe push another guy forward even further. Um, maybe play maybe start Avila because I think he's a more attacking kind of winger wide midfielder kind of guy who could provide a little more width. Um, but then who do you take out? So there's there's a lot of complicated questions there. But the bottom line is we're producing chances and we're not scoring game after game after game. And that the excuse of, oh, bad luck, bad luck, bad, bad luck is good for maybe 90 to 120 to 140 minutes of soccer. And after that, it, it becomes a pattern and patterns are fixable. You got to fix that kind of stuff. You got you to gotta sign somebody. You got to change it tactically. You got to make subs. Um, something's got to give. We have to score if we want any chance at making the playoffs. Uh, big shout-out to Fenlinson, who's been doing a fantastic job of holding it in the back. Yes. Uh, listen, yes, he had a couple go back behind him. However, that could have been way more. Okay, he's been doing a fantastic job back there. Uh, and Fenlinson, at the end of the day, fantastic. Uh he got married. He's a, It's a feel-good story, and honestly, I don't see anything wrong with his keeping. He's done a fantastic, no. fantastic job. I, I can't say that anything would be different, but Grant Stoneman also being Superman off the line, he mm-hmm. didn't give up a couple runs this game, but it would have been 3-0 clearly without his ability to read the ball off the line and pick it out as a secondary yeah. keeper and run in and take the ball out. And let me just say, Austin, 
Austin, shout out because I want to see him. Agreed. Yeah. I want to see him too. I want to see Austin. Yeah, they will get a chance, I think, against one the of these Galaxy games, possibly, or they, they say they like his athleticism a little bit, kind of a dynamic uh, presence that maybe we haven't seen yet out of one of our keepers. Yeah, he talks. That's the thing about uh, Finlayson as well. If you're listening to the broadcast, the guy communicates with his team, and I think that's the same thing that Austin does really, really well. So I'm excited to see what, what what's going on there. Steve, what's up? Yeah, so uh, um, shout out to Austin. He he literally went on our website and bought a mask. So uh, I packed that yeah. up earlier hey. tonight. It's going to go out tomorrow morning uh, with a little special, uh, you know, something else in there as well. Um, I think it's pretty rad. Steve, you know, it's not he specifically, he specifically uh, you know, reached out and um, bought a mask and reached out and said, I love what you guys are doing and want to support you. So huge shout out to Austin as a native San Diegan. So cool. Um, so we're gonna hook him up with with a a few a few goodies there yeah. too. Yeah, oh, I love that. That's awesome, man. Just a sweet dude. Every time I've seen him around, when we could have our limited interaction, was always trying to reach out to the fans, make a connection, trying to say, "Hey, hey, I hear you. I see you. Hey," like he was he was looking to the fans and trying to make those connections. So um, when we can get back together uh, with the with the people, um, he he will definitely be somebody who gravitates towards us. Hey, Drew, talking about connections, Discord. What's going on, man? Yeah, talking about that. So, Discord is, we talked about it last podcast, and we're giving it another plug here, and you'll see a little bit more about it in your emails, as well as if you join our call tomorrow evening. Um, Actually, we'll be today. Kind of slow playing this. Most today, people, yeah. when you listen to this, yes, yes. There you go. So, Thursday evening uh, this week uh, uh, of the Reno game. Um, as well as kind of right before the Reno game, we'll be kind of slow rolling out what we're calling our chat platform or our forum platform. Um, instead of having forums, we're using the app Discord, which is a chat platform. A lot of gamers have used it, a lot of games use it, but what we find it's really good for is real-time communication. Um, if you're doing a game day, for instance, just kind of a stream of consciousness, hey, chat room while we're watching the game, works fantastic. If we want to kind of have a chat about songs or TIFOs or anything like that, uh, it's a great place to kind of come and, and have this sort of discussion. So we want to bring all our members there, uh, give you a chance to have a place as members to voice that internally, have discussions. It's a safe place that's not uh, necessarily a platform that you have to commit to, right? Like a Facebook or a Twitter where you're like, I don't know what this is, or I, I don't feel comfortable here, or even then, maybe I don't want to broadcast my opinion in such a way. It's more of a safe space to come and just chat with people who are like you, either locals members. We're all locals members at the end of the day, and we just want to be able to have a place that we can discuss stuff. So that's really what it's for. Um, it, it's going to be a really cool thing, and we think that it's going to be an awesome opportunity for people to connect. Uh, there's also voice and video uh, capabilities as well. So all that kind of stuff is stuff we want to connect through uh, and give a better platform to. It's just a safe and better way of doing it than anything else we've found. And it's just something that, again, we believe in is giving you a voice um, to tell us more of what you want to see. And this just gives you a channel to do that. So if you listen to this podcast and you feel like, eh, I don't want to reach into their DMs, that feels a bit much. It's more of a platform to step up on your box and just say, hey, has anybody ever thought about this? And kind of throw it into a room, right? And that's more comfortable for a lot of us than reaching out personally and, and taking that step because it does feel a little bit more like an inquisition uh, sometimes yeah. than it does like a... Uh, just friendly, hello, 
Um, and in this case, it makes that easier. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm excited. Jerry, what, are you excited for Discord? I'm so excited. Well, I was going to mention, it's a really good point because I, I friended you, Drew, so I can literally just send you messages through Discord yeah. now. Oh, so if, if no. anybody wants to, oh no, st- I know Steve and Drew are the on there. So am I. <laughs> so if you find us on Discord, which by the way, we're going to be more and more active on there as we bring more people on. Uh, you can message us directly and ask us questions specifically to us, like directly at us, uh, which is pretty cool. And hey, I mean, Andrew, I mean, why you hate Phoenix so much? Okay, here's specific I mean, examples. Um, yeah, let me send you, you some know, pictures. Let's go down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a picture of a man riding in a grocery cart down the middle of the street. Yeah, here's. here's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Discord is going to be fantastic. I think uh, you know. Drew, and shout out to Kyle, by the way, who yes. has been doing a fantastic job of building this thing up. Drew as well. Uh, if you guys get to talk to Drew, you know that this man is a genius when it comes to uh, just systems and putting together anything that I has only to do had with a business online. card that said that once, Jerry. Is, okay. is it really? Did you? Well, yeah. it was when I worked for Apple. We need, yeah. oh, we need to get you. An- <laughs> we need to get you another one of those that says uh, uh, that says locals. Vice President slash genius. Uh, no, but it's it's great. So, uh, uh, genius and I'll quote. About like, the it's dis- like, like a joke. Like genius. Genius. Oh, he's a, he's hey, genius. well, I mean, real quick. Um, I had a business card at one point that said uh, Jedi or uh, plumbing Jedi master. That's true, though. Oh, That's God. actually true. So it's very true. Uh, Steve, what were you going to we'll say? I will say about the Discord stuff. Um, we miss you guys. We miss all of our members. We miss yes, all yeah. of you, our listeners. Um, this year has been so hard for us. Um, you know, we were looking forward to going to games and tailgates and getting to know you and you know, really connecting with the people who support this club and want to grow the supporter culture and grow this fan base. And COVID hit and it stopped everything. So this kind of gives us a way. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know how the conversations went between Drew, Jerry, Kyle, all that stuff to kind of get to the discord point because you know, they, they kind of handled that and i'm super happy with that um i'm just happy that we're getting there we're getting to a place where we can connect with our members in the safest way possible with the circumstances that we're given um so please be active on it please um it will be uh don't don't feel like you shouldn't say something because you're going to be scolded or whatever like we will make sure that is an open platform voice your opinions um be vocal be loud um and, and and you know make yourself known there um put yourself out there and and get to know us just like we want to get to know you um the only way that's going to happen with the current times and throughout this season um and hopefully next season you know we return back to the way things are but the way things were but my point is um i i, I want to get to know our members more you know we started this thing last year it's been over a year of work to get to know you know who wants to support this club who wants to build this from the ground up and you know now we're stuck all at home you know behind computers trying to get to know each other on chats and calls and we can only make the best of the situation that we're given so please join if you see links if you see that kind of stuff and don't be shy um anybody who has any derogatory nature will be kicked out immediately there would be zero tolerance that kind of stuff so um, do not hold back. Exactly. I certainly won't. 
safe space is not so much a like conducive like oh this is padded walls for you to be crazy or whatever it's more a place for people to come as nice people and and find other nice people that we should be connecting in person we just can't so this gives that space for sure um i would say too if you're not technologically a person who like loves jumping into the deep end on new things give it a give it a few weeks maybe give it a month I think at the end of the season, we'll probably have this really well figured out. And our goal Good is point. to kind of give you more uh, guidance on, hey, here's exactly how we're using this now. Here's where it's at. So if you're somebody who just likes to let stuff breathe a little bit and you don't have to be the newest, latest person at the coolest place, uh, you know, and just that's not your thing. But technologically, you're just, hey, I like my few apps and I don't need my phone being buzzed about a new thing. Or maybe you're just really wanted to jump in and that's not normally your thing. We're here to also help you out. So either way. Let us know. We're, we're here via email, but just, you know, uh, maybe back off a little bit. So the goal is to give it kind of a week or two of just letting people in, uh, giving you the link here and, and having you dive in on the deep end. And then we'll give you a little bit more guidance in terms of here's exactly how it works. Here's how we're using it. Uh, since part of that is getting people into something before you really figure out how it's being used, right? You don't want to say, here's exactly all the rooms of the house before you let people in and figure out, hey, this room's not a gym, it's a music room, right? You know, that's the kind of stuff that you find out when you move uh, actual humans into a system. So um, humans are funny. We're, we're amazing, uh, beautiful creatures that, that do cool stuff. And as Steve said, I, I miss interacting and being able to get a chance to connect with uh, all of you who listen to this and maybe haven't have had that chance that we normally get uh, at a tailgater in this section because you really do you feel us you, you, to me a lot of days i feel like i'm not getting uh some of the input that i want in this process and part of that's because i feel like i just don't naturally have that kind of uh uh circulation with different people and different ideas so uh, hopefully this helps stem some of that and we see you guys on there i hope so anything man. yeah jerry Steve, well thanks I mean, for letting me share no, Stephen, did you have something to add to that? Not really, not for the Discord stuff. Um, I will say that the, um, before we, I think, wrap it up here soon, um, before we wrap it up, uh, um, these bi-weekly video chats with the club, um, if you're listening to this on Thursday, that will be today. Uh, we're doing it at 6.30. We're moving the time back a couple hours to try to um, appeal to as many people as possible if you haven't been able to listen. I'm sorry, Ryan, um, because of the time. Uh, previously, they've been at 4.30. We're moving them back to 6.30. Um, so please yes. uh, pay attention yeah. to your emails and social media. We're changing things up a little bit. In addition to the time, we're going to do password protection. So um, we're going to be able to kind of adver advertise and you know share the link a little bit more with the, the password going out to your local's email um, that will be going out uh, And it is still tonight. for members only. So that is Correct. true. So we want you guys to come. We want you to invite other members, make sure they come. But it is a benefit of being a member. So it is one of those things where we would love for people to show up. If you're at home with your friends or your family and they want to jump on with you, sure, great. Um, but again, do keep in mind it is one thing we want to keep for just members because you guys have kept this going through all of this craziness. So you deserve to have your uh, special time with the club for sure. That's right. And just like Steve said... And for Drew and for myself. And for Blink-182, we do miss you. We miss you very much. I don't know if you noticed that, but this has been playing in the background because we miss y'all. 
Uh, it's we been went <laughs> from uh, Dr. Dre to Blink-182. That's right. We, 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 tapes in high we bring it back home, Drew. That's what we did. All right. Uh, oh, for those of you that don't know, I, so I went to college for music. And so music is something that has always inspired me. And I, I think we're going to make music a little bit more of a part of this show just because, I mean, because I can. Uh, but <laughs> music is great, man. Uh, and it's it's what keeps us going. And we definitely miss you guys. I think that is why we're doing this podcast. Is why we're excited to have you listen to us for an hour plus. You know, hopefully every single week when you continue to listen to us. And it's because we want to bring you the information and what's going on. Because there is a lot going on. Uh, you may not see it. You may not hear it. Hopefully you'll hear it from us. That's kind of our point for this. So if there's any recommendations as far as what you want to listen to, what you want us to talk about anything at all like reach out to us steve drew myself the locals in social media anywhere just reach out and say hey i listen to the podcast i think you guys should do this you, should, you guys should interview this person things like that like we want to hear it right so please reach out send us any messages that you want we are here for you and this is why we do it and we're staying up pretty pretty freaking late to be to do this uh and, so, and to get this into your ears on a thursday uh, is what's probably happening. So, uh, any closing thoughts, gentlemen, before we get this uh, get this show on the road, man? Well, let's score I some would. goals. <laughs> let's score Make some a goals. goal. Make a goal. <laughs> yeah, let's let's score some goals. Uh, we are working on some guests. We're going to be introducing you guys to the leadership because it's not just Steve. It's not just Drew. All right, it's not just Jerry. It's a lot of people in the background that you guys don't see that are doing a lot of work. We are maybe in your ears a little bit more, but that has nothing to do with the amount of work that is happening in the background. So hopefully we'll bring some of those uh, those people on board here on the podcast and, and introduce you to them in the coming shows. Uh, for now, we dropped our we dropped our long lost episode three. So you guys got to know uh, director of philanthropy, Tom Phillips. And uh, we're going to kind of do the same, make the rounds with the rest with of leadership. Tequila. Um, <sighs> Too much. Maybe. Or more tequila. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> um, but we, we really want to uh, get you guys, our members and our listeners, to know who's doing the jobs behind the scenes. And even um, some of the reaction through COVID, like we have of say operations and they have a lot to do with pregame and the tailgate where you know, now we that, that's not really possible so how is that going um yeah. what did they sign up for versus how is it how's it ended up and um but beyond that you know who are they who are these people um why what their passions are um obvious obviously um a lot goes into this and uh, like jerry said you know we're the talking heads here so far but we really really want to get everybody clued into who's doing the work behind the scenes. So that's coming. I have one thing. Go, Drew. Oh, you, man. Buy, per, buy Perritos t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> the local so sg.com they're, they're backslash so shop. Good. They're so good. If you haven't seen them yet, they're the newest thing that dropped last week. Uh, Travis did a design that was kind of a riff on Vegas's sponsor, which is Yarritos, uh, in a longtime uh, mainstay at Bridge Barcada. Um, with Perritos. Drew, sorry. I, I'm sorry, man. I have to stop you. You said Jarritos. It's Jarritos. It's almost like an H. It's, I said, I know, but I can't roll my R's. 
I've no, no, worked no, no, on it for years. But you said jarritos and it's jarritos. Yeah, jarritos. No, no, no. Jarritos. Jarritos. No. It sounds no, like no, I'm no, trying no. to start a car that won't start. No, jarritos. Jarritos. There you go. That's better. Jarritos. I sound like a cat that has a fur ball stuck in its throat. Okay. Nothing new there. Uh, per- perritos. <laughs> so, so yeah, Jarritos. Dude, he killed it though. How uh, good it's Perritos. What's I'll it? Shout out to Travis again. Sorry. They're fantastic. Uh, Travis, we have to give him a shout out every single show. It tastes like a real t shirt. It t- is it is it is it refreshing? It's as refreshing as cotton can be, probably. <laughs> or a cotton polyester blend. Uh, sure. so good. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give myself a shout out because that was my idea. Travis will not tell you that because he just executed it so perfectly. I think I, he deserves all credit. Uh, but that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, jarritos, it turned into perritos. And go check it out at uh, the locals. Thank you for bringing that joy to me, Jerry. Here for your... The locals sg.com backslash shop. Right? Is that right? Yes. That is correct. Okay. We call it the bazaar these days. Bums bazaar. Bums bazaar. For a member suggestion. It's almost shout out to Mac. Like. It's like you can reach out and make suggestions and we listen. Yeah, we do. We really do. Uh, and then that's part of uh, what Discord is going to do for you guys. Hopefully you will all be coming on board very, very soon. And uh, join us, man. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's tough, especially when we don't get to see each other in person to communicate these sorts of things. But we appreciate you guys listening up to this point. We're at about an hour and 10 minutes now. So we are gonna we're going to call it a day. All right. Uh, Drew, Steve, and myself need to go uh, do other things. So we will talk to you very soon. At, at time of listening, you're probably listening on a Thursday, maybe a Friday. Uh, there's a game, so make sure you watch that. Uh, Reno, 1868. Does anybody want to tell me exactly when that game is? Because I don't have it pulled up because I'm terrible. It's I believe it is 7 p.m. I think it was originally scheduled for 5, so if your apps or anything says 5 p.m., I believe it is now 7 um, it was Ooh. my understanding that they rescheduled all of their home games that were 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. because yeah. of the sun in the camera. Yeah, there it is. Saturday, August 22nd at 7 p.m. San Diego Loyo at home versus Reno 1868. Will it be another 4-2? We don't know. We'll see. Uh, can't wait to uh, talk to you all and hopefully see you all soon. These germs suck. That's all, that's all I have to say. Well said. Close it out. Germs suck. Shut it down. I know. <laughs> Germs suck. I know. Uh, Blink-182, Dr. Dre. I mean, what else do you want? We give it all to you. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's it for us here for episode 10 of the Loyal Locals podcast. As Drew is doing um, something with the shake weight. Uh, no, it's not. Right, I'm, <laughs> it's just, I'm just doing my 16-ounce curls. Yeah, I'm almost out of Arrogant Bastard, so it's time to go. It ounces, yeah. Have a great night, everybody. For Mr. Steve Brokoff, for Mr. Drew Steak, my name is Jerry Jimenez. You've been listening to the Loyal Locals podcast, and I will talk to you. We will all talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. Adios. Love you.